Welcome to Heart Our Minds podcast. It is your host, Dorley Quintero, and I am so excited to bring you a brand new episode with a new interview. In today's episode, I am going to be speaking to a major, major influential, amazing human being who has turned her pain into passion and is here and will be sharing all of the things that she has done to get out of the darkest times of her life. So please do me a favor and grab your drink, your water, your coffee, whatever it is that you are sipping on. And let's chat to my very, very special guest. I am sitting here with Christina Brophy, the founder and CEO of the Women's Empowerment Network. And I am so excited to have this conversation with her. I fangirled over her for a minute because when I heard, and it's forever ingrained in my brain, when I heard her say, from living in a woman's shelter to opening one up five years later, I thought I need to talk to her. I need to hear her story. And I knew that this audience, Hard Our Minds podcast, needed to hear her story too. So help me in welcoming in Christina. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for allowing me to, uh, I honestly, I always appreciate any opportunity to be on anybody's platform. So I don't take it lightly. So uh, thank you for wanting to chat with me. Yes, of course. When I heard your story and um, just every, I just, I needed to get in this room with you and talk to you and listen to your story. I know that you are a very, very busy woman. And right now we are in the season of the Women's Empowerment Expo in Los Angeles. That's coming up on August 26th. And it's hard, like as, as even as we were preparing for this, this interview for the podcast, Christina's like in a car with her videographer, she's trying to catch a breath, hasn't slept in God knows how long, but this woman is such a warrior. And I just really want to introduce our listeners to you and have you share like where you started, like, what is your story? Talk to us. How much time do we have today together? You know what? As much as you need. Okay. I'll, I'll try to, um, I'll try to fit it in in a nutshell. Um, but yes, so my name's Christina Brophy. I come from, um, Ventura County, California, and I would say that I feel like everything that I do has, um, been a, everything that I do is one is meaningful to me because everything that I support um, or that I have resources for are actually things that I went through myself. Um, I was, I could tell you that I'm somebody who I used to, I used to think that I was cursed. Um, my whole life I would always be like, why me? I'm cursed. Like just, I have the, I have the worst luck. Right. Um, now like where I'm at today, I say like, I'm actually so blessed. Like I don't take back. I don't, I don't, um, not that I'm, not that I'm happy about all the things that I went through, but I feel like it, um, everything that I've been through has given, given me so much grace and, uh, makes me appreciate every day and appreciate people. Um, but I could say that I came from a, I came from, uh, I would say a very toxic, very toxic, um, home household. Uh, my mom was a single mom with seven kids. And I didn't grow up with my dad. I actually have met him probably about four to five times. My dad um, had an addiction to drugs. 
So my mom did not allow him in my life. And um, that alone was, was really hard for me growing up. Um, but I also, um, I actually really haven't really shared much about this, but I, there was a lot of men in and out of my, my home, like, um, and I don't really like to, you know, talk, talk, you know, anything bad about my family, but my mom um, did struggle like with uh, mental illness. And so I didn't realize that she had it until I got older. I just thought, you know, she hated me, uh, that she chose like there was always different men in the house so we have there's seven kids and there's four different fathers um and i think at a young age it showed me all the time and i and it and it kind of goes hand in hand of why i'm why i'm picky now um but i've seen you know just every every type of man that there was and so that really um that really just like stuck with me just the abusive men um emotionally abusive physically abusive so i grew up around that and when you grow up around that it just becomes normal there's always yelling the police were always at my house um i have an older brother who has schizophrenia and i mean i used to sleep with i used to sleep with like something blocking my door my mom would say lock your door put something in front of your door because he was very unpredictable sometimes he would drag me by my hair down the stairs like it was just a very very hard growing up and so i think at at a young age when i when I was able to move out, I moved out probably at 16, I started working, um, but I found myself really struggling to take care of myself. I, I worked you know, any job and I felt like I turned to getting into a relationship um, to save me from just all I knew, right? And so, so that became like my escape and I ended up being in a relationship that was abusive and I took it, you know, I was like, I have nowhere, I have nobody else that's gonna take care of me like this. Um, but it put me in a situation where I, where I, um, I took a lot of abuse and it, it became um, more than the physical abuse, it was the emotional abuse, the controlling. And I was at a point in my life and I mean, I'm gonna fast forward to like 2018. 2018 is when it got really bad and I realized that I was being controlled um, I, I don't know if I'm going too deep, but I'm, I feel like um, I don't ever really share this, but I think it kind of helps put a perspective of why I do everything that I do. Um, but so I basically, um, there was just one day where I, I decided that I was going to leave all my things were thrown all over the line. Um, my boyfriend told me, if you don't come home, like all your stuff's going to be out. And I, and he said, if you don't come home, your stuff's gonna be out. And so I just didn't come home. I'm like, let my stuff be out. And I, I went home and all my stuff was thrown like all over the yard. And it was like a normal thing. The neighbors would see it, they would be shaking their heads. And I just, I actually just like looked at, the, looked, I grabbed a couple of things that I saw like outside and I took my things and I left and I didn't have anywhere to go. Um, I didn't want my family to know like that I was even living with a man because they were very uh, religious and um, I until I ran out of money I basically stayed in a stayed in a hotel or I stayed in a hotel till I ran out of money and that's when I found myself in a women's home and which was basically like my rock bottom and I didn't realize how I got there because I've always been independent I've always worked I've always had my own and I'm like this is where I'm at and it felt very much like a shelter 
Like you have no privacy. This is what time you're going to, you have to be home. Um, this is what you have to eat. Um, it was, it was not, it was not comfortable. And, um, I remember actually after that going to a, I was like, I need something to like, I was just sitting there. Like I felt like I was just rotting away there. Uh, and then I decided I wanted to do something to, to get out of this hole in it. For me, it was going to church and I didn't really, I wasn't really religious or anything at the time, but I, I just felt like that's what I needed. And, um, after that, I was like, I want more. So I actually went to a women's event and I heard somebody say, if you're tired of doing the same thing over and over, then stop doing the same thing over and over. And it was like a motivational speaker. I had never heard it before. And I was so inspired and I'm like, I want to do something. I want to, I want to do something like this. Um, and so I, as I was in the shelter, I started like putting together or gathering up women who, um, were already like, or that were actually going through things, but what were a little bit more like they were kind of out of their hole already. Like they were speaking on how they overcame postpartum, um, how they, how they overcame their suicide attempts. And I was just so inspired that they were in a place. And I was just like, I, you know, I want to be like that one day, but I brought them um, together and I'm like, I, I would love for you guys to speak and be inspiring to other women. And um, I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. Um, and I had um, women who sold different um, independent, you know, business women, Herbalife, Tupperware, whatever. And so I ended up gathering all these women um, that I'm like, can you guys pitch in? And they're like, yeah. And so like, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I create, I ended up creating a marketplace uh, for female entrepreneurs. And there was about 75 women who um, were showcasing their brand. They were selling their products. I didn't know who was going to come, but I would, I made the, the ugliest flyers in the world. I was so proud of these flyers. It's so funny. I look back, I actually have to post like my first flyer in 2018. Yeah, show us. Um, um, but, you know, some people wouldn't listen to me. They're like, what is this? I had never done it before. It was not very heard of to even do like women's events like that. Um, but for my first event, 500 people showed up and wow. um, it was, I remember just, like looking around and saying telling my friend I was like wow like this looks like an expo because that's that's kind of like it was called the women's empowerment expo right yeah and but I didn't know I didn't know what it was about I knew what I saw an expo and I'm like I want vendors and I want speakers and I want a stage and I go I go um this looks like an expo and she goes Christina it is and I'm like it is isn't it and um it was really just it was I got so much great feedback. Um, everybody did well. The speakers, it was like healing for them to share their stories. You know, for the first time, the people, the attendees that were listening, um, they felt connected. The vendors made their money. And since that event, I I was told, you know, come do it out in LA, come do it out here. And I made it, I, I, were, I started just building, building and I actually, you know, you know, I made some from the event and it was enough to get myself out of the, the home that I was in. So um, starting that, the event was what, you know, put food, food in my stomach and a roof over my head. And um, since 2018, 2019, 20, like the past five years, I've still, I'm, I've still been doing it. I've still been growing. Um, 
I've, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. I, maybe I don't still don't know completely what I'm doing, but I know that I know my purpose and I know that I have a passion for it. And I know that I love, I love that people come for different reasons. Um, and I love to create the atmosphere for it. Um, it was my goal. I remember saying, if I get out of like this place that I, uh, I want to give back and help people that, um, there's a lot of people that helped me. Like, I don't forget the people who, you know, when it was Christmas, like, here's a gift card to get yourself something, you know, get yourself an outfit, like all those little things I remember. And, um, I, I, I'm somebody who like, he blessed me. Like if I'm blessed, I'm, I don't take it lightly. And I know that I'm, it's, I feel like it's my duty, my duty to, um, to pay it forward. Um, so in the planning of between 2018 and 2023, um, I, um, had two, um, I had two battles with cancer and I, Originally, I, and I created a nonprofit organization from starting uh, after the first event in 2018. So from that event, I, I wasn't at uh, the 2018 event. I wasn't a nonprofit, but I was like, I want to help raise um, funds to help women that are going through domestic violence and help pay for the counseling. So like I would help, you know, a few girls didn't really know what I was doing, but it made me feel good to do it. Um, and when people saw what I was doing, they're like, oh, are you taking donations? I'm like, no, I just. I'm just, I like to help out, you know, when I can. And so someone kind of like educated me on creating a nonprofit. And so it was my mission to um, help them with that. Um, but when I originally got it started or in the, in the midst of it, I was diagnosed with cancer and it kind of put a pause on all the big plans that I had for myself. And I was in a place where I just wanted to quit and do nothing. I was like, how did, like, God, how did you get me out of this hole? You brought me to like, I feel like I was at the top of the mountain. Like everybody was loving what I was doing. And then I, I'm taken to a point where like this, this could be my life. This could be, you know, um, where my life ends. And um, dur during that time, um, I was very like, I actually moved, I, I was completely bald. I moved from California to to Vegas to kind of like so nobody would see me um, but people were very kind to me there there's, there would be women who were like oh um, I want can I do your eyelashes or can I do your brows uh, can I donate a wig and like just people were so kind to me and I I really I remember that and I and like I said when I if I, I remember saying if I get out of this then I'm going to um, pay it forward and so when I did I went in remission and uh, 2019 or no, 2019 is when I got diagnosed and the end of 2019 is when I went into remission and I added an initiative to help women that are battling cancer. Um, and it was providing the resources like that people blessed me with. So I remember somebody said, can I do your eyelashes? And I remember because I was bald, I felt like I looked like a boy, like I didn't feel pretty and yeah. those little things. And I didn't have like cancer treatment is not cheap. It is it is like you're, you're, you have designated money just to pay for your co-pays. And so like I stopped, you know, paying $250 for my eyelashes. But when somebody reached out, it really boosted my confidence and made me feel like, you know, just like a girl again. Yeah. And, and so I know that when I'm able to do that for women, um, it, I know how, how much it means to them. And that's why it's so meaningful for me, like everything that I do. 
I know you asked me like how did I how did I you know go from the you know from the from the women's shelter to creating a home but I I mean I kind of told you my whole life story but I mean that's where I started and um, the home has been on my heart for the past like two years because I said I remember how uncomfortable it felt to just want to to be in a home like to take a shower in a place where it's like clean or like there's a candle being lit or the decorations are cute and so one thing I always say is I don't have a women's shelter I have a women's home and I and I really emphasize that it's very homely and I'll have to, to share photos with you um I more I I consider it like a, a safe house so like um it's very I don't advertise like the location of it uh, for the protection purposes. Um, I do like um, people who have like been involved, um, you know, are a part of like the dinners and we're going to have a gala. Um, but I have just partnerships with different businesses who want to give to the women there. And um, yeah, that's kind of how, how I ended up there and how I, how I kind of, I got myself out by the work that I do. Um, not even knowing that it was even going to be the work that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And, and thank you. I want to say thank you for your vulnerability. Some of this stuff is really, really hard to talk about when we finally breathe air into the, the words that we've been holding into, like in the darkest spaces of our minds, of our hearts, where there's a lot of pain, the vulnerability that you shared with me today and shared with our audience today. I'm just so grateful for it and grateful for you because these things are hard to talk about, not just the woman's shelter, but when I'm thinking of like mom and battling a mental illness. And I love the way you said this when you said, like, I'm not here to talk about her to like shoot her down. Cause it's, it's never like that. Um, I do inner child healing and we repeat a lot of generational trauma cycles without even realizing it, without even wanting to like our, I share it with my clients all the time. Our parents didn't birth us to hurt us. That was never their intention. They were just being human beings, raising other humans, trying to figure it out. And it's very taboo. Like speaking of mental, mental illness is very taboo. Like we would rather not share it because we don't want to be called crazy, or we would rather numb it with drugs or alcohol or whatever's around us because it's, you know, it's a quick quick little coping skill that we can use to take away the pain. But these are conversations that are so important. And just to be able to like, I always, I picture it like taking a bandaid off and breathing like, oh, okay, it's off. Like, cause it's, it doesn't make us bad. Like none of this, our parents, no one is, we're just humans. Um, so I really just appreciate your vulnerability and letting us know how you got here and just talking about like the domestic violence. A lot of my clients are not so much in domestic violent relationships, but are struggling with the idea of divorce, struggling with the idea of um, like grieving over a relationship, like crap, this is the end of my relationship. No, like when then we hold on to it like this, like, no, I'm not going to let this go. But it took it took a lot of courage for you to say, I'm not going back there, like leave my crap on the lawn. I'm going to go somewhere, but I'm not going there. So that's that's huge in and of itself. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't even miss some of those things at all. Maybe a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, yeah.
because <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all that, it's all that material thing, but no, it's, it's so true. Um, also, I wanted to share how you had mentioned that you went and looked for resources. And in my mind, I'm trying to picture like someone who, and I, I'm very like annoyingly spiritual. I'm like, god hippie i know i probably bug the crap out of some people but i really truly like i know that people are chosen for certain Girl, you don't gotta explain yourself <laughs> with me and especially on your podcast you be you and i am a like you be you yeah no, I, I'm, I'm laughing because i'm looking at your shirt <laughs> oh okay yeah. in the back of it yeah saved by grace it's like who am i talking to of course she understands me i love it say oh saved save grace through faith um <laughs> but just for someone to pull themselves out of that dark place and then to be like wait i'm down here but i have been helped or saved by grace so let me go grab some resources like let me figure out a way to help you even though i need help like that for me is such a courageous person how were you able to do that it actually was very very hard and I mean, people are like, it's funny because be, I feel like when you're going through something, you know, you're going through it, but you don't really want to work on it. You want to uh, distract yourself with other things or other people's problems mm -hmm. uh, to help you get your mind off of it. Right. So even though I was going through um, domestic violence, I was always volunteering for other organizations um to help raise funds for women that were going through it, even though i was going through it myself right and i i have always been great at um getting people to support like hey like i'm doing this 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 run you sign up like we're gonna just make for a good cause and people would always come um and i loved to do that and one day i i i was actually really embarrassed because i was like i pour so much into this organization now here I am and I'm somebody who has to ask this organization for help. And because they know me, because I was very active in the community, I was like, I don't want to go to it because I don't want them to see what I'm going through. And something happened, something happened to me. Um, something, yeah, something happened to me and I, 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 I reached out and it was, they were the first person that I, that I told. And I called it as an anonymous person. I didn't call it as Christina Brophy as an anonymous person and I shared something traumatic that happened to me um, with an employer. And I mean, in a nutshell, I basically basically got roofied and taken advantage of. And I, I had, so this had actually happened to me when I was about maybe like 19 years old, um, right? So that something happened to me 19 years old and I was in my late twenties now and I ended up having a, meet, a business meeting with, with the exact same employer that somebody set me up with, mm. not mm. knowing that I, that I basically got taken advantage of by this employer. So I, I get to a meeting, I sit at the table, and, and I am, um, and I have like one of my business, one of my partners with me, and he makes a perverted comment. And oh. I'm like, is that him? I'm like, is that him? And it was towards like one of my interns. And, and I was like, is that him? And yeah. it was him. And I immediately, because the way I had, I left, the way I left the company was very unethical. 
it was like it was he did not treat me right and so I just remember how horrible it was and I kind of blocked out this period of my life and what had happened to me so I I saw him and I started just I I got up and I walked out and I just started crying because I remembered all the things that I went through and that I had blocked out and so now I I so I used to raise funds to help with domestic violence with counseling but also with counseling and I was like I never been in counseling or never did I think that I would need it but this business person uh had um they were they were involved with a a company where they it's public transportation basically every time I was at a stoplight I would see their vehicle logo um on a car and I was just triggered and I would just start crying because I'm just like I would keep thinking of this person and yeah. I'm like there's something wrong with me so I so I called, I basically called an organization because they were supposed to help with counseling. Mm-hmm. And I told them everything that happened and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get back to you. And I felt like I sat and I waited and I waited and I waited for somebody to get back to me. Um, even though this happened a while ago, I was revisiting the trauma, which was an open wound. Right. And um, I felt like, I'm like, okay, you can't help. Like, you're not helping me, you know? And I felt like that's, I dealt with a lot of the runaround. I'm calling organizations and I'm telling them my story. And it got to a point where I'm just like, I feel so stupid telling, you know, anybody what's going on because no one's helping me with any, anything. Yeah. And so being at that, and, and what the funny thing is, is that the funny thing is, is that I called anonymous, anonymously to this organization that I raised thousands for. They didn't get back to me. Then they called me. They're like, hey, Christina, do you think you could help us put on um, a this fundraiser um, that I could put on this fundraiser um, that um, do you want to open that for them? They're very rude. Um, I'm sorry. No, um, no. Like, what, do you want to put on this fundraiser? And I'm just like, put on a fundraiser to help you know support your organization. I'm like, I called you guys a month ago and you guys never got back to me, but you. And I called anonymous anonymously. You guys oh. didn't know who I was, but I but I've helped so much. So these resources are available for women, and you didn't help me. And um, undercover like, bomb. Oh my gosh. So so, so we. Um, so anyways, um, so they're like, we're so sorry, and they basically. I'm yeah no like, like as, as you're like, losing I like I'm that. I'm literally picturing undercover boss. It's like undercover boss is calling and saying hey, yes. but not you know you're not going as Christina. Yes, you're going undercover. yes. So then, and then the you're very like next uh-huh. day, yeah, go ahead. The very next day, they the very next day they called and they're like, oh my gosh, Christina, we're so sorry, we didn't know you called them. Like whether it's me calling or it's somebody else calling, like it's right. not okay for somebody to um to share something and wait like if you're someone's you know if you're someone's hope I think that what what was what was crazy was you have a random person answering and you're we're telling you know all this information and there's no there's no action and so I said I I've loved supporting your organization I've loved being a part of things but I can no longer support um I can no longer could support you know um an organization when I have been somebody who's been on the other end that has been looking for the support. I don't know. I don't know how many other women have went through this. 
Um, right. But it's not okay. That's what made me want to start my own organization. And so to this day, I always tell people, like, even if I'm on, like, when I go on vacation, when I, with my family, I'm never really on vacation. Like, I have this, like, my number for my organization is out there. And it's, um, I do help, like, with emergency shelter, um, you know, if I have, you know, resources available. But if anybody replies, I'm not leaving them unread. I'm not, like, letting somebody apply and not getting back to them. It's very important. Um so I don't, I don't, I don't sleep like a normal person. Um, I can never, I don't have my phone on silent. I'm always prepared and I'm ready for somebody who might need help. And if I can't help, I help them find somewhere to go. Yeah. And, and right when you're saying that, like I'm, I'm picture like the, the best healers are the ones who needed healing. And I don't know if you've ever called yourself a healer or if, if that's, that's how I see you as I'm sitting here and talking with you. Um, the best helpers, the best healers are people who needed it. In some ways, do you feel like all of the help that you've provided to other people, has it helped you along in your healing journey? I feel like how it helps me is it, it makes me feel like, um, I don't know. I think it just, it gives me a purpose and, and, and like, I feel like, everything that I went through was not for nothing. Right. Um, it was to, it was, yeah, it was to build me to be stronger so I could be that to help other people see that in themselves. And, and, um, it does, it does. It, it just, honestly, I think it's, it's the grace that I, that I receive from everything that I do. And I think that it brings me joy and, I don't honestly like I think there there's people could say like this makes me happy this makes me but like I feel like I experience joy when I whether it's like a kid who's get you know I'm giving an ice cream or it's somebody who's able to um to to preserve their hair from going through chemotherapy or just happy to get a gift card from something like that is an undescribable feeling and it's it's it, I guess it heals my heart. It makes, it makes me, I don't know. It makes me happy, not happy joy. It gives me joy. Yes. And it brings you purpose. No, I love that. And the reason why I asked that is because I've, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a counselor. I do inner child healing. I've helped a lot of women along the way, but I've also was a person who needed it. And I've noticed that for me, it's really helped me along my journey, helped me heal myself. The more that I talk about what I've been through, not so much giving details of what I've been through. I think that's a lot of the misconception is I have to tell people my business. It's more of how did you get out of it? And now I'm helping women share their story to heal themselves a little deeper. Um, but I, I noticed that I've grown more because of that. Cause it's, it's like forced me to see myself in a different light to be like, Oh my God, the help that I'm providing is the help that I always wanted and needed but I didn't have. So that's why I'm showing up to give it. So that's why I was asking you if you feel, if you felt like it was something that just made you a stronger person or healed parts of you to be able to give back to these organizations. I'm still very much healing. I still deal with a lot. I mean, the thing is, is um, when you have a drug addict parent or you have uh, mental illness in your family, like the mental illness doesn't go away. So I'm still dealing with the same yeah. Um, issues, but I am more mature and I'm more, I'm spiritually, emotionally 
I know that I, I'm a stronger person, so it, it helps. But like, even with you know having a drug addict father, like I still am healing from the things that I miss out on, the things that I dealt with. Like as much as I tried to build a relationship, like there's just that something that yeah is blocking me from completely allowing myself to be there. And I and I sense it. Like I I can see myself. I could see like the how far I've come because I remember there would be a point where I didn't want to talk to either of my parents. Right. Um, I, and I, and I, and I tried to talk to both of them, but I'm also uh, very protective of um, allowing myself to be too connected. Yeah, no, totally. I completely a thousand percent understand you a hundred percent. Like I know exactly what you're saying. And it's funny because one of the things that I wrote down at the very beginning, when we started this interview is it's lonely at the top. And then like, I just wrote it because that's what I really truly believe when we are healing, when we are helping other people, it's hard to go back to areas that hurt us because we don't live that life anymore. And it's hard to accept disrespect because we should never accept disrespect. But I'm picturing this strong, successful, amazing woman who does so much for others. But I imagine it to be a little lonely only because and I'm sharing this because this is my perspective. Like the more we grow, it feels like the less applaud we get from our loved ones, you know? And that's like what I've experienced when I quit my job and I'm here now. And I don't get people checking on me a lot. I don't get people saying, Hey, what's going on? I'm about to be your buddy, boo girl. I'm about to be your buddy, boo. But you better believe when that women's empowerment, you know, honoree thing came out, all the messages were going crazy, but it was never there before. But it just made, I just saw that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can totally relate to her. Cause I imagine that you're going through the same thing on that aspect too. Yeah. I, I actually, I mean, I actually know a lot of people, a lot of people know me ever since I was young. I've always been. I actually don't like being the center of attention. Um, sometimes I get, I get it. Um, I mean, since like junior high, I was my princess, my, I was homecoming queen. I was basketball captain. I was the MC. I was a vice president of my class, all these, you know, and I've always felt like everybody, I was very, a people person. Um, but I, I feel like I didn't really have like good friends, like, uh, people that knew me outside of hey girl what's up or Surface. you know yeah. um, and to this day I probably have I could say three three solid I call them pillars in my life um, and I I'm grateful like for these friends I don't need a lot I don't I know a lot of people I'm I'm kind I I, I try to be at what I can be, but um, I'm content with the three friends that I have. I feel like we're, I feel like I have, I'm grateful for friends that are kind of like on the same, like we're like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, we're getting old or something, but we're just like, do you feel like, why do I feel this way? Like, why don't I yeah. care anymore? And it's just like, I don't feel stupid saying it because I feel like I used to be, feel stupid saying it too. Um, and I think honestly, it, it's, it's the one thing is being an entrepreneur. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that we connect on that sense, but also we are on the same spiritual 
journey where we're going to church. We started going to church at the same time. Um, and we're like, you know, so I think that being, having those things in common, the entrepreneurship, the spiritual, spirituality and mm-hmm. wanting to like, we're constantly wanting to eat, eat better, um, read more, like those are our interests. And so like, I feel like I'm okay with just having at least two, at least two or two friends that are, that I'm able to do that with. So I don't feel so alone. Yeah. And I, and I love that because it's not surface level because they're deep, they're safe people. They're like, I love, and I, and I don't have a lot of safe people in my world. I have maybe like one or two, but the safe people are the people that can see us when we're really ugly, when we're really mean, when we're really grouchy and they know our heart and they're not going to judge us or leave us. And we're able to just be ourselves even on the bad days and on the good days. And they don't judge us for the bad days, but I don't know if you've owned it yet. Like I'm looking at you and you're so, and you, you hear this from everybody and their mother that, you know, you're amazing, but you said, I don't want to be the center of attention. There's a difference between being the center of attention and owning it. I don't know if you've owned it yet. Like this, the coming together of women that's about to happen next week, that happens constantly. You're sitting, you're sitting in an event room where you're doing like the fifth annual women's empowerment expo you there's another ballroom that you just walk through that you've done another event like own it you did this like self-made christina did this not mom not dad not nana it was you you pulled yourself out of the ashes and you did it so own it if you haven't already i just honestly i always just thank god for it for everything like i i but I you think listen that was so- but you listen though because a lot of people Yes. I am, you, obedient, I am obedient to my cousin. Yes. Um, but I don't ever like to say that I'm self-made because I, I don't feel like I, I'm i God-made, I feel like. And and um, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning how to accept, um, I don't know. I, it's, it's like people, are, you, I love all the hype women and all, but I, I'm very, um, I didn't grow up with, um, with compliments, with hugs, with, um, affection. And I'm so, Mexican. We don't say, I love you. My mom whispers it. Yeah. Now. Only it, my mom, the first time I heard, like the first time I told my mom told me, I love me was when I was in the hospital and I was sick. And I was just like, did you just say the L word? Yeah. Um, I'm like weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I, I realize I'm very like, even when I had my first boyfriend, I remember like, um, you know, they see like you get, you know, your, you, um, your, your first like hugs and all that come from like your dad and stuff. So like, you know, that man's touch. So I don't feel like I had that. So like when my boyfriend would try to hug me, I'd just be like, Ugh. and then yeah. I liked, then I liked hugs and I'm like, hug me more, hug me more. But then I just, then, you know, I had to deal with some, some drama and I'm just like, stay away, stay away. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I feel like I do, I do struggle with the with the compliments and the affection. And I just try to, um, you know, I just try to stay, stay in my lane and stay behind the scenes. Um, I come out when I have to, but I, I really enjoy um, highlighting other, other women. And because I feel like, not that I ever need recognition or anybody to recognize the work that I do, but I see, I remember myself and I would do so much. And I was like, if somebody just, helped me with something I know that 
uh, or just if somebody saw like what I was doing and, and somebody else helped me, um, I feel like I could do a lot more. So like I love being in a place where I'm like, or even using this platform to highlight the work that other people do, uh, because we don't like to highlight ourselves. We don't want, we don't like to, to cheerlead for ourselves. So I always say like, I, all my friends always say, I'm your biggest cheerleader. Like I am always just like share with me things. Like I will reshare it. Um, but I see, I see the women that are cheering for everybody that not necessarily that we need it, but sometimes it's nice to have it. Yeah. That's what I, that's, that's what I like to do. Yeah, for sure. And it's also self-love. This is all about self-love. Like, that's my thing is like, when I ask my clients, like, what, what do you, cause I, I was curious one day, I'm like, how do you see me? They're like, just, you're like a self-love person. So it's more of promoting ourselves and like being able to celebrate ourselves without being uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It, it's but so people celebrate. So many people celebrate you. Like I'm going to tell you like out of, uh, you know, not to knock anyone, but like out of like all, like most of the women, like you were nominated like the most, um, you know, so many people like you probably had the most people that are just like, she's just, I'm like, who is this girl? Who is she? <laughs> Okay, I'm also, those I'm also don't make me cry on my own podcast. This is not happening. I will make you cry, girl. You better get <laughs> tissues. They better be three ply, or is that just toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As long as it wipes away the tears. <laughs> um, but no, I I really appreciate you having this conversation with us and to introduce us and like letting us know all of the good things that you're doing. And I hope that more women jump on this. And if anyone is listening to this right now and you're in a place where you're in that bed, that bed under the blankets and you're not getting out and you don't want to do your thing, you don't want to brush your teeth. I've been there. And you're just like, this is my life and it sucks. I hope that you hear Christina's voice and you see that if any you've been through anything, you can get out of it. Like you've pulled yourself out of the darkest times of your life. Some of us just forget because it's been a little bit. It's been it's been a minute, but life is ever changing, and we'll we'll pull ourselves out anytime. So thank you again, Christina. I appreciate you having you being here and being completely vulnerable and candid with your story. Yeah, and, and if I could say like before uh, we leave, I think that one thing that I always like to touch on is when people ask me like, how did you get? out of this place, this hole or whatever, oh, I could tell you from the, the very, from the very beginning, I never, I always knew that I wasn't supposed to be there. I know I was put in the situation to learn something, but I knew that I did not belong. And I know I, I didn't, I was in a place that I didn't fit in. And so I knew that I was going to have to find a way out. And so if you know that you, if you know that you don't belong somewhere, like, you know, Yep. So if you know something, then do about it. But once, and I think when I was younger, I used to be like, "This is my life. My life sucks." When once you, if that's your mentality, it that shouldn't be your mentality. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think you you figure it out when you get a little bit older. It took me a few years, but if you know you're not supposed to be there, then there's listen there's to somewhere else voice. to go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Heart Our Minds podcast. It was such a pleasure to be able to talk to Christina and really dive deep into the areas that we don't really share. 
the areas that scare us. Uh, I know that it can get, it's difficult when people see us where we are right now and they may not be able to relate to our story. But once you learn about the journey on how we got here, it's just such a game changer. And also, if you are in the California area, in the Los Angeles area on August 26, 2023, do not miss out. I am telling you, you do not want to miss this. You are going to want to be in a room full of powerful women, women who have some stories but were able to get out of them. They were able to use their pain and turn it into a message, into a gift. So join us. I will put the link in bio below. I will share Christina's information below, her Instagram, all the good stuff, or you can buy tickets. Do not miss out on this opportunity to come and connect. And I will be there. So come and see me. I will be speaking on stage and I just cannot wait to meet you in person. So please come on over and hang out with us. And as always, thank you. Thank you for being here. If you have two seconds out of your busy day to please rate and review this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Happy Monday and I will see you next week.